show from a heavy metal perspective. From dancing to death, to Dark Throne to Dr. Shrinker. Buckle up, things are about to get heavy. This is the Metal Podcast. Let's rock and roll. Hello and welcome to the Metal Podcast. I'm your host, DJ, and I'm here with, as always, AC. Thank you for all being here, and I am. I gotta say, I'm proud of the show already. I'm proud of the work we're doing, and we're even going to ask for your help and participation as well going forward. We've already hit the ground running, literally pounding the pavement, and we'll be delivering a little investigative reporting and possible breaking news this afternoon. And at this moment, I definitely feel about as, or even a little more useful than a screen door on a submarine. And now, AC, take us back. Take us home. Well, I couldn't agree more with everything you said, but of all the podcasts that I've been on, this is the first. So I've been working pretty hard the, all weekend trying to get, get the presentation right for this show. And uh, before we had our anonymous but very generous voice actor who had been nice enough to record some lines of dialogue for our intro. I was kind of messing around with AI text to speech to see, well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to hassle anybody and just say, Hey, you know, do you want to come and do this thing for us? Cause you know, who are we? We're nobody. We don't, we don't have any social credibility or anything like that. And I want I wanted to, I wanted to have the, the whole presentation going forward. So I just said, you know what, let's, uh, See what I can muster up with the powers of technology. And I found some site that does a, uh, deepfake AIs. And one of the ones that I saw was uh, Dexter's dad from the show Dexter's Laboratory. and Laboratory. Uh, right, sorry, Laboratory. Yeah. And uh, I thought, you know what, that could be pretty good. I like that. And... It was the exact lines as played in the intro that you just heard, but I'll, I'm going to play for you. <laughs> you know, remember those lines, and this is this is how it came out for the Dexter's Lab version. Ladies and gentlemen, for a case sound, this is a piece What even is that? <laughs> Apparently, that was Dexter's dad saying, <laughs> "Ladies and gentlemen, this is a, a music show from a metal perspective." It just, it's it's their our intro, but <laughs> the AI just couldn't figure out how to say those in that voice. And I thought AI was supposed to solve the world's problems. No, it just creates them. Haven't you seen the Terminator? No, but it's supposed to become more human and do things better than a human can. What could possibly go wrong? No, what it does is it hunts you down and it kills you. Haven't you seen Terminator? Which one? There's like a lot now. I've only seen the, the one that's called the Terminator. I don't know. I I, I, I think I, oh, I did see the second one. Yeah, but I, maybe I saw the third one. I don't remember. Who cares? I think that's. It doesn't matter. 
None of that. No, but I think we were warned warned about this problem almost 40 years ago. Yet, Welcome uh, to it's... our music show, everybody. Anyway, let's uh let's not get too off topic. Wait, 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 what do you want to lead with? You know, you know, the whole well, floor is yours. I gotta, you know, going back to our very big debate last week. I think you're really gonna love this one because we did some research this week and discovered quite an amazing revelation, as you might say. And it's in regards to the little bit of the t-shirt conversation we were trying to get through last show. If you uh possibly recall that encounter uh well what we have discovered after thorough investigative reporting it has been revealed that a metallica or even an iron maiden shirt is more fashionable than a drake or even the weekend shirt so it's a fashion fashion issue you know what i would uh, actually you know what i actually think is, is the the real reason behind that and and this goes back to the thing that i said last week where there is nostalgia specifically for the eighties. There's no real nostalgia in general. Like, Oh, people have nostalgia for whatever era, like people that didn't live in the eighties think 80s stuff is cool. So it's, it's probably more so that they, they don't know what it is apart from it is something that they recognize as a brand of whatever it was in the eighties. Like I I've seen people with like the old school return of the Jedi VHS cover, but baseball shirts. So there's no real nostalgia for Drake or the weekend or whatever, but people will say like, Oh, aren't the eighties cool. I'll buy this Metallica shirt or this iron maiden shirt. So it it's, it's specifically just more eighties stuff you know, pick, pick a, pick a property. And it's always like the same things. It's always Metallica, Iron Maiden, back to the future, star Wars. It's, it's, it's never like, where are our, our, our eighties, like, uh, like, uh, David, the gnome shirts. Where, where are, our, uh, uh, monster squad shirts. Like where, like where, where's some like real good deep cut '80s stuff? Because you know, just because it came out in the '80s doesn't mean it's interesting. But stuff that's like really very much a product of that era. Like when you see it, you're like, "Gosh, that's so '80s." Or like you know, like like you remember that guy from MTV? He would have uh, he had like like bottle cap glasses, but like one of the lenses was missing, and he talked like a stupid person. Do you remember this? Uh, it wasn't like Carson Daly or Ricky Radman, was it? No, uh, well. it was way before Carson Daly. It was a uh, maybe predated Ricky Radman. Yeah, but it was his name was like Jimmy the Cab Driver, something like that. I want to say Jimmy the Cab Driver. That I'm gonna pull that up. Jimmy the Cab Driver. No, that doesn't look right. Oh, maybe that is his name, Jimmy the. Ca- yeah, yeah, that is his name, Jimmy the Cab Driver. MTV feed the fish. I'm gonna type that in. Feed the fish. I think that's him. Is that him? No, that's not him. There was a guy. It's like MTV feed the fish. Jimmy the cab driver. Someone else. Or Randy of the Redwoods. That's his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watch MTV every morning, and you know, at about lunch, and I feed the fish, and you know, and I, I feed the fish. 
and I watch MTV. That guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, VJs used to be a cool thing. Are there... Okay, so I this is something I heard a few years back. I heard MTV wanted to go back to being like, cla- like classic music television where they were going to be a music-based TV station. Did that? I ever... mean, it is in the name. Yeah, but... But see, they just do like 16 and pregnant and yes, all that type of... Yes, but because there, there was a point where MTV... Because MTV started to get some like edgy TV shows and it really started with the real world, which um, my sister used to watch that and I, I never got it. I, I kind of liked Road Rules but like the the real world i i didn't i never got the appeal and, and and people would just like be glued to their couch watching that and then they started to get more edgy stuff uh do do you remember the idiot box no but i Liquid remember like television? room room raiders and next and like those kind of dumb dating ones where you'd like go on a date with like uh the so parents would like watch like exactly you go on a date with someone who has like stage four liver cancer. <laughs> the parents watch. That would actually be kind of an interesting show. You you do you go out. It was either uh, you that go on a or, blind uh, date. Or... You go on a blind date with someone, and you and it's it's the most awkward thing as as possible. And wasn't there a show called like Bad Date or something? And they had like comedians. Like pretend to be terrible blind dates on a show was that a thing? It's called yeah. They would they would have they would like try to do interviews at like high schools to recruit people and like oh this is real but they would actually just try to have actors. That's not what I'm talking about. There no? there was like an actual oh, show one? where they would have comedians pretend to be a blind date, but the the audience knew it was a comedian, and they would they would like there was one guy. Like the girl comes in and then he pulls out like cute. He's pulling out like flashcards for like things he should say and doing stuff like that. But how about like a, a show where on our music podcast, we're talking about this, but a show where you like someone has to date someone who, who has like PTSD and um like they go to like a fireworks display or <laughs> it's like some, some guy was like, you know, like a, a military veteran. He like, did like two tours in Iraq and like he's, he, he has like 12 confirmed kills and like three of his best friends died. Yeah. We're gonna have to create some waivers for that. (laughs) Well, you know, the, 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 the person doesn't know that it's a, a, it's an act, but you know, it's like, you know, we have an actor playing this person. I think that would be funny. But he thinks the gun is loaded. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, I don't like that idea. But I like where your head's at, though. It shows <laughs> that you are, you know, you're actively trying. But well, uh, I'm trying we'll, to. I'm trying to get we'll in touch with with what what MTV has become. And you know, I don't. I don't understand. You know what? I and I'm not going to do like oh, what the kids are into because no one was. No one. Nobody cared about all that stuff. People liked like 80s to mid 90s MTV. Anything yeah. around, but, I, I know there was like early MTV, people still like that too, but but like the, the sweet spot was like the late 80s to early 90s, like, you know, when you have like Liquid Television, Beavis and Butthead, Celebrity Deathmatch, and then everything else was actual music television. 
Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say Beavis and Butthead. Now, I don't think it's on MTV now, but originally it was. Well, it's on Paramount. It, it's on Paramount, but it's made a resurgence. A movie, a season, that movie and I believe awesome, they're coming out with another second. That movie <laughs> is that. so good. I'm, I'm so happy with that movie. And I watched the episode where Butthead takes a, he's like, take like Ritalin or Adderall. And, oh, it's so funny. But he was like, aren't you going to hit me now? Why would I do that? Yeah. You're my friend, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> I like when uh, they were, um, when they were old and then uh, Beavis stopped getting welfare. So he had to get a job helping someone who was helpless and it was Butthead. <laughs> he was butthead. making it work. He's like, I'm doing this for us, Beavis. <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, it's a great show. But it but there okay, so here's an interesting thing about Beavis and Butthead. Do you know why there's music videos on Beavis and Butthead? Besides them making fun and just making up content? Is there an, another reason besides that? Yes. There so there was a rule on MTV that every non music show had to have musical segments in it. Interesting. And how do you define that? Could it, like, could it just be a music, uh, you know, just over over the the sound of oh, whatever, over the video, or does it just have to be a music video? How do they determine that? Uh, I, that, I'm, I'm not sure, but I know, um, okay, so you you are familiar with Bill and Ted, correct? They had an excellent adventure. Yes, they did, and a bogus journey. And, you know, don't talk about what they, they did after that. I think they faced the music, but I didn't, didn't nope, uh, watch uh, that. I don't think so. No, I don't know what you're talking about. They had, they had two great movies, and I, I don't know. I don't know. But the guy who's not Keanu Reeves, he made a, sh- a sketch show for MTV. It was called Idiot Box, and it also had musical segments in it. So that was just a thing that MTV would make them have to play music on the show there was a point where mtv said if you're gonna have this show you have to play music videos on it i mean it's supposed to be music television like i'm sure when they created mtv they didn't expect to have things that weren't music like it it makes sense well and this is the interesting thing about mtv is that it was far and wide the best network on television and and it was almost like overnight that it just it just became unwatchable the 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 content on it it just became lazy uninteresting reality shows about really uninteresting and low iq people and, and i used to love watching mtv and and bands that i didn't even care about would be interviewed and that was still fun like remember when kurt loader was that old guy that was on there like there was a lot of cool stuff i liked the vjs i liked jesse i liked kennedy i liked all of them and i don't i don't have they don't have that anymore you know even back you know nina blackwood martha quinn and they're they're still around doing some kind of uh like satellite radio show um Adam Curry has his own podcast. Have you ever listened to that? Do you know who Adam Curry is? Uh, I mean, I'm sure if I saw him. 
Okay, so he was the original host of Headbangers Ball. And he now has a podcast called the No Agenda Podcast. It's no actually, Agenda? Yeah, it's it's actually a, you know, pretty pretty interesting show. But yeah, he was he was like he absolutely should not have been hosting Headbangers Ball and everyone thought, you know, he was kind of a you know, fish out of water there. Ricky Ratman was a much, much better host. But um, that a lot of interesting people came out of early MTV. And uh, it, it it is sad that there is nothing like that anymore. Like, you'd think that, that some void like that sh- would have been filled. Because there was a short period where VH1 kind of picked up the slack. VH1 put out a lot of interesting stuff. I, there was a like in the, in the mid two thousands, in the summertime. I used to watch late at night VH1 Classic because they they tr- they would show old like eighties and seventies rock music videos, and then they would show full concerts, and it was great. But VH1 just ended up going the way of modern MTV. And I think that is mostly in uh, due to just the decline of music and its effect on our culture. Where the, you, you didn't need to have 24-hour music-based TV station because there wasn't 24 hours worth of music that was being put out. And the music that was being put out it wasn't interesting. It was one genre. Again, it, it's one genre, and all the people that create this music are all completely interchangeable. Like I am, I am sure Drake and The Weeknd are not interesting people. I am sure they are not intelligent people. I'm sure if you hear them talk, maybe they might make a point or two that you would say, "Hey, I agree with that." But for the most part, I bet most of these these modern I don't even want to call them rock stars because they don't make rock and roll, but these these modern music celebrities, they're just hollow shells and they're all just interchangeable. You know, so, and it's it's not really a problem until a lot of these – it's it's probably mostly in sports. I think it happens in music too, but these kind of more uneducated people have these very strong takes on anything that happens in the world. And when all we really want to do is just listen to your music and watch you play whatever sport you play, not like we're not there to listen to, you know, this and that. Well, the, there, there, there is a, a strange, uh, paradigm, if you would, where the, these people are supposed to be entertaining us but they don't treat their roles as entertainers of the people. They, they almost, they, like they are part of high society and they look down their noses at these filthy commoners. Like, do you not know who I am? I am this person. But really your whole worth comes from people out of the, the kindness of their heart giving you their attention. But I, I mean, granted that that's not true because the, the money is given to these artists before a single record is sold before a single song is, 
is downloaded off of Spotify. The, they're, they're given these big contracts and the, the record industry, it, it doesn't really operate all, all of entertainment. Really? It doesn't really operate like most businesses where there is basic economics. We have supply, we have demand. They're supplying with, they're supplying the people with what they're telling them that they should demand instead of what people actually want. Remember when we used to, we used to have that want for like, where are the metal bars? Where, where are the, the good metal acts? And then people would always say, well, it's all in Europe. Well, so if it's all in Europe, well, clearly there's a demand for it, but here in America, it's the, the demand is, is artificial. The supply is that like there's a never ending supply of, of everything you don't need. So in, instead of, instead of just finding things and letting the popularity grow, they pump money and, and they, in, into these, these artists, I don't even want to call them artists cause they don't make art and they spend a lot of money on marketing and then people are just aware of it, but it doesn't have any actual popularity. It's like the, the difference between being rich and being wealthy. I think that's the best way to describe it where people listen to these artists, but years from now, people aren't going to look back and say, geez, remember Drake? They're not like, no one's going to, going to do that for the way that, you know, I, I pine for Ace of Base. Like people are, are still looking back on several eighties groups, like constantly all these bands have these, these huge resurgences and it's bands from the eighties and not just that, but bands that sound like eighties bands make a big resurgence. It's not gonna, it's not. We're not, we're not going to see 60 year old Nicki Minaj and Iggy Azalea doing butt dances for people in, in uh, at the, the forum or Madison square garden, the way that Depeche mode can sell out the Hollywood bowl. It's not going to happen. Even though those two artists make a lot of money and have probably won Grammys that they didn't actually earn. So there's no need to to have an MTV anymore. So they've just started filling it with the MTV w- was on this trajectory where they started putting non-music related shows and that just replaced the music. Do you remember I don't want to do the whole member berries thing, but do you remember say what karaoke? It sounds really familiar. Okay. Do what you remember that? do you remember the um the uh, mighty beach house tiki god. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Well, these were things from. Uh, do you remember MTV After Hours? I do you remember that? Okay. Yeah. So from midnight to six a.m., MTV would do straight music videos, and and it was just stuff that was popular at the time. I have specific memories of of seeing. The, the video for Save Tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry, then Tonight Tonight by Smashing Pumpkins, then Enter Sandman by Metallica. 
I, I specifically remember that. And that's a pretty big variety. I was going to say, that's a pretty big range of music. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's not, it's not just, you know, here, here's um, the, the top alternative bands and that's it. No, it, it, it's, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good range. Oh, and I'll, yeah. And, and then you'd also see the video for California Love in the same block. It was just the stuff that was popular at the time. And the stuff that was popular was, it was just all around the spectrum. And that, that the spectrum is gone. It's it's just a line now. It's just, it's just the, a, go, ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, even with like Beavis and Butthead, they would have like a Morbid Angel video and then like a Duran Duran video. Like they would make fun uh, of uh, pop. The Bangles. Death Metal. King Diamond. Yeah, they, they'd have, you know, Flock of Seagulls. Like they'd have. Yep. Like, but you're right. Like in today there's no, there's no variety. And something that we were talking about last show was that, you know, there's not these rock stars out there pounding the road, you know, and now like the pop stars, rappers, you know, they take these private jets and luxury buses everywhere. And I don't know if you caught the uh, Super Bowl this past year, but I did not. They had, they had an interesting commercial. And, um, you know, I know how much of an avid sports fan you are. And since you missed it, I'll, I'll fill time. you in. I'll fill you in. So this commercial of, of showing everyday people and, and they're in like a work setting and they start comparing themselves, you know, to a rock star. They're like, oh, Kevin, you're a rock star. And then they give each other like a high five. And then you see like Paul Stanley from Kiss sitting there just shaking his head like you're not a rock star, you know. So it was just really funny. And I think they even had like Nikki Six in there or someone like that. But with his wig, you know, you know, he was making a flapjack. Was his wig making a flapjack? No, but it was kind of funny being like, it made me think like everyday people. It's like, you're not a rock star. Like, oh, I just submitted that test. Oh, you're a rock star, Eric. Oh, yeah. Go it, get him, Laura. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a valid observation. Yeah, because the, the, the terms, it, it doesn't mean anything anymore. And the, the rock star really was something. It was, it was a product of the 70s and the 80s. Sure, there were rock stars in the 90s. Like, you know, Pearl Jam, uh, Nirvana, Soundgarden—you know—they—they they were rock stars, but it—it's—it's it's pretty much—it's gone now. There, there's no more these larger-than-life personalities outside of these these acts of the, these men that are just—they're just so old now. So we we have these like seventy-year-olds that are—they're they're trying to look thirty. And they're they're playing these huge arenas for the these these people that remember the time when that was that was edgy and that was exciting and new, but you don't have the young people that are you know, following them around from city to city and and they're going to these clubs and you know they're getting drunk and they're starting fights because they 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 see these people and they. They want to emulate them. Like, I want to be cool just like that guy. I want to be tough like like Tommy Lee. I want to be I wanna be you know, I wanna be cool like Dave Mustaine. You know, I wanna be I wanna be your you know stocky and I wanna read comics like Danzig. They don't they don't have that anymore. There there's there's no there's no energy in music. 
that that's the the main thing is there's no there's no energy there's no life there is no soul there is no soul in this current media it's it's really it's really eerie it's we we live in an era where you can basically do anything that you want to because there there was a time where you could not make a movie. It was it was way too expensive to get a camera, to get film, to get it developed, to edit it, to record sound, to splice it together. Like that whole process, that was way too expensive. And then at a certain point, you could make movies on VHS. Now they looked terrible and they were mostly unwatchable, but you could make a VHS movie and you could get it released at a store. And there was also a time where you could have an independent movie and it could make tens, hundreds of millions of dollars. And we live in an era where everything is overproduced and every gate is kept and despite anyone being able to use digital technology to fabricate whatever they want as far as maybe make you want to make a, a movie or a web series or you want to make your own music, you can do that. And despite all of this stuff, where are the emerging artists from genres that aren't just generic pop? Where are they? Where is the hard rock? The hardest rock out there is the most soft rock stuff. Where we we have zero variety in our music now, and it is very spooky. Well, I have an idea of where there is at least one hard rock artist, um, and. His name is Wolfgang Van Halen, and I was reading an the article. Nepo baby, one <laughs> dude. That guy, I don't. That guy is one hundred percent a nepo baby, and honestly, his music is crap. It sucks. If he did not have his dad's name, nobody would care about that music. Well, it and playing sucks. in Van Halen since he was like sixteen. Well, originally, I, I had heard a song by him you know, on the radio. And then the next song uh, was, you know, another thing coming by Judas Priest. And I wrote in my notes, it's like, it was just so much more superior, the Judas Priest song, you know, like, okay, well, yeah. I, I said whatever about the Van Halen, the Wolfgang, but the, the article I was reading was that he's all upset that, you know, fans are asking why he has you know, VH, yeah, you know, yeah. Van Hale, you I've know, heard, and he's I've like, it's my effing name. Yeah. And he, and he did a joke <laughs> and said, my name is uh, Wolfgang Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And I'm like, dude, like responding to your critics, like just gives them power. Like if you don't want the little clickbait stuff, then don't respond to them. Like you're in control of it. So it's just a little baby type thing. Like you would think that the next generations, cause I think even Scott Ian's kid has, 
a band or they're doing stuff together the lars ulrich that's gonna be that's gonna be great can't wait to listen to that and then but i like tom morello's kid i mean all this stuff is like nothing we care about like that's the next people that i just oh i know but (laughs) but i know they have kids i know they have kids and they're making music okay uh, Des Money. There, there's Eddie Money's kids. He has a son and daughter. I think uh, well, Eddie Jamie Money can, is uh, not hard rock, though. Is his son doing hard rock? Uh, I would be surprised. They they, they featured his song his his son's song on like uh, MLB Network because one of the people that works there like uh, is a fan of Eddie Money. Well, and I think they even had Des Money well, on. So like, I, they're I guess kind of, that, kind that of putting him I, up as like a person. So I, I don't ask, know. I can't really. I ask you one question, and I always get like a different answer. I remember the third river is Joan Rivers. Oh, okay. got all right. Got, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, right, yeah, well yeah, yeah. Clear Rivers. Anyway, now I forgot the first River movie. Phoenix. River Phoenix, and then Joan, Joan Rivers, Rivers, and no, I think that was in under good. five seconds. Yeah, pretty good. No, it was. Uh, that's over, better. That's it was better. A, it was. We'll try it next time. Yeah. Eight days, but you know, this, yeah. <laughs> no, I I said, is the music hard rock? I didn't say did it. Did they play it on the on the baseball network? It had like like a little groove to it. So, so it, probably so no. no. So no, okay, probably that, no. That was, but he is Eddie Money's son. But we're not talking about the Nepo baby. You know, Bob Bob Dylan's son, the, the one-head lad. I know a guy that saw the Wallflowers in concert twice. Not by choice, but because they, they uh, are bands that he wanted to see open for the Wallflowers. And he said both times they were not only the most boring band he had ever seen, but one of the times Jacob Dylan said, come on, guys, you got to get into the show. They were that boring. He had to tell the. Oh, audience, that'll really get you going. Yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, that's like the please clap of the music industry. Poor guy. I don't say poor guy. That guy's only successful because his dad's Bob Dylan. I don't even like Bob Dylan. I do know one guy that he thinks the Bob Dylan version of uh, "Along the Watchtower" is better than the Jimi Hendrix version. And although I'm not a Jimi Hendrix fan, that is just like fundamentally false. Well, it's interesting you brought up Hendrix because I saw that Lemmy was actually like a roadie for Hendrix. And yeah. according according to Lemmy, he's like, uh, Hendrix was like the best guitarist, like Clapton couldn't touch him. He's he's like, you would never see anyone better than Hendrix. And even he's like, said something about his hands being really big. Like they're as big as like 10 frets or something. I don't even know what that means, but something to where like he's just just amazing i guess every baby boomer says that stuff they always say that like eric clapton is the greatest guitar player of all time Uh, uh, jimmy hendrix said that the guy from zz top billy gibbons billy gibson i don't know i think it's billy gibson he said he was the best guitar player of all time they always say this crap and and it's never true it's it's just it's just baby boomer hyperbole who is the best guitarist of all time? Well, I mean, I, that that's all subjective, but like Steve Vai and Eddie Van Halen are better guitar players than Jimi Hendrix. Well, I guess Iggy Malmsteen is a better guitar player than Jimi Hendrix. Uh, but I think, I think the point Freeman is that Freeman is a is probably a better guitar player. But there is music that is 
objectively bad. And I was thinking about oh, yeah. this too, oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that, you know, that I would, oh, well, before th- you go mutant... on, I will say okay. top 40 now, I would say is objectively bad. I know people like the weekend. I'll leave the weekend out of this, but the Megan, the stallion, Iggy Azalea, uh, Drake, all of those, I, all of that, I would say that is objectively bad. Well, I think I'll take it a step further because I was thinking about this, like, like, oh, no, that's subjective what you just said. And I'm thinking, okay, let's have myself play the piano and then have those notes read back and let's compare it to Beethoven or Frederick Chopin. Or you can take whatever genre of music and you can literally take those notes. And some people, you know, my joke my whole whole life has been like, hey, I could play any country song on the drums. Like, I could play black metal, drums, blast beats, all this crap. I could play any pop song, any country song. So I'm like, literally, you can get the notes on each instrument and prove that this is harder and objectively better. Like, you have to be a better musician to play this. Like, it's, it's more, you know what I mean? It's more Doesn't creative. that make sense? Yeah, it's more creative and it's more in- interesting. See, the thing is, it's not the amount of notes that you're hitting in a second because I, I think jazz is uh, mostly too chaotic and noisy. I, I think jazz is, it's too far in that direction of like, well, here's all the notes and well, that makes it harder to play. Jazz is harder to play, but I, I think jazz is, it's too disconnected from musical theory, which People that aren't in the know for that, that will mean nothing to them. But there, there is a, there is a structure to songwriting and it's all based on scales, whether it be minor or major, there are rules that you have to follow in music. And that's what makes it sound the way that it does. You can't take any guitar solo and put it over any song and have it sound good. The the solos are formulated to accompany the songs that they do accompany. So I think jazz goes too far in the wrong direction where it's just, it's too much going on where it becomes exhausting. And metal does have a good balance. Now, progressive metal starts going in that jazz direction and I think that's less interesting. But do you recall where I don't even know if you were there, but were you at my party that that our friend Sam Meter was at and he was playing the piano? Do you recall this? Where he I had a don't barbecue and I made, this. I made him I, I made him take a shot of uh whiskey and ranch dressing. Which one was first? Was the the ranch the chaser? At the same time, they were mixed together. Were you guys playing King's Cup or something? No, I I made up a bunch of fake drinks one day at at um, Tom's house. Did you yeah. say whiskey and ranch? Yeah, I called it. That's a, awful. I called it the John Wayne, and it was a thing that we joked about for a, a long time. <laughs> Everyone thought it was the grossest thing. And then Sam came to my house and he's like, I brought something. And it was, he brought a bottle of whiskey and some ranch dressing. <laughs> a bunch of people. And you drank the whole bottle. Oh, I drank the whole bottle of ranch, not the whiskey. You know, I'm a teetotaler, as you know. 
No, I, I thought I, you were going to. I thought you were going to say, and I sang the song, even though I didn't know the words. No, you were, you said that last show. No, no, I said that about directions. Oh, you're right. That's true. It's, yeah, the same, yeah. it's the same bit, though. No, it's not. No, you're right. That's true. I thought all week for that one. Give me a break. <laughs> Completely different. Well done. No, but uh, someone, he was just playing the piano as, as he can. He, he is uh, one of the best musicians in, in the world. And someone randomly said something about Skrillex. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And he was playing a Skrillex song, but on the piano. He was able to identify the notes used in the Skrillex song, and he played it on the piano. It was uh, it's quite the, the spectacle to behold. It, it, it was something that I would describe as awesome. I, I was full of awe at that point. Well, yeah, I mean, someone that's that good at their instrument, he could just listen to it probably one time, and then the only bad part is that he has to listen to Skrillex or yeah. or whatever, but he can he can do it. And like, but he took the notes of the Skrillex song and then he applied it to this this classy elegant instrument and he turned something that was which I I would describe Skrillex as crass and he turned it into something palatable. He's an artiste. Yes. Skrillex is not. And people that like Skrillex um, have, you know, a dent in their head. Now do death. Say, sure. You, same thing. Yeah. Could you yeah. do that? What about like the soul? Like, I feel like that would be a little bit harder to learn or even a Danzig, Doc, and whatever. But like a, yeah, all the D's. Maybe death is a, the D's. What other D's are there? Danzig. I already said that. Uh, Dimu Borgir. Dimu Boring. Children and Boring. Um, uh, it's a lot of boring. Uh, oh, okay. I got one. Uh, uh, Dark Angel. Dio. Dissection. Dark Throne. I guess that's kind of a. Well, yeah, Dark Throne. Kind of a cheat. Yeah, well, yeah. I, you, there's too many with dark in the name. I guess Death Angel, but I think Death Angel is not very good. No, but you know, I kind of get confused about is is the transition of like the Misfits and where Danzig fits in, and how like I still see Misfits shirts. That, that's the other shirt that I see often, and it's by people that I know, and they even see tattoos. And I'm like, I don't think you know that's a band. They think they think it's like a brand or something. That's but very I know, possible. The Misfits was at one point possibly the most merchandised band next to kiss where kiss has literally merchandised everything the misfits was a close second are they like the misfits are like kiss's evil brother or something uh no but just kiss has put everything out there's a kiss coffin you've seen that right yeah and i think they sold their discography or what do they do didn't they sell like all their songs or isn't that's like a new thing artists are doing yeah that is a new thing um i saw that they did that with with george harrison oh wait who does the my sweet lord song is that george harrison that sounds right my sweet lord that one yeah um i think it's george yeah, like that was that was a new thing, and it's yeah, it's all these, it's all these, these dinosaur bands. It, it it's all these people. They're seventy, eighty years old. They're doing that. 
And frankly, what else are they going to do? They can't tour, so they might as well. Uh, yeah, I, well, when they die, they're not going to keep all their money, so they, you know they might as well get as much out of it as possible. And then all these and these record labels, they're going to try to milk it for all they can because th- this new music, I I am skeptical to believe the music really makes money. I know they make money on their on their tours. They definitely do. I'm not going to say, you know, these these artists that I don't like. And I, I just use the word artist because everybody knows what I mean when I say that, even though I do believe they do not make any art. There's no soul. There's no passion. There's no creativity. Most of the songs are just used to uh, turn girls into uh, porn stars and uh, boys into drug dealers uh, or, or in Drake's case, turn them into big babies cry about nothing well like i always say rehab is for quitters and don't do drugs unless you're doing them with me and i expect you to bring the good stuff let me tell you yeah, don't you do, do drugs you you do always say that boy if i had a I had a nickel for nobody likes a quitter i know you've been itching to say that all day but that was a really unfortunate time to bring that up it's like that jim gaffigan bit like can you want to talk about that book i already read that oh i hadn't i want to talk about it now anyway back and to it's gone back to reality these 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 artists don't have anything interesting to say so people aren't buying their stuff but they're listening to it because it's it's readily available to them and it's the place to be and it's a thing to do because live music is fun it is fun but they don't know that they can go to to good live music events and you know what probably a big factor because you 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 go to a kesha concert it's all like 14 13 year old girls but one big factor to why these people go to these concerts and not good ones is because the the good music is at bars. It's at 21 and up clubs. So the only live music they can see is something at a, a big stadium. But intelligent people, they they know better. And when I say intelligent people, like, don't get me wrong, there's not that many of them left. There are very few intelligent people actually running around. Otherwise, the, the music industry would look completely different because people would be smart enough to just say no. Cardi B should not have a career at all. Yeah, I, I think it is a a crying shame that a a borderline mentally challenged former stripper had like the number one song in the world and did an interview with the president of the United States. This is, I understand there are privileges to being a success in music, like Elvis met Nixon. Didn't they shoot guns together or something? Something weird. I don't know. I don't know anything about guns. But that was something I heard. But you, Elvis was the king of 
of rock and roll. Oh, thank you very much. But Cardi B is not the queen of anything. I know some people might do Yas Queen to her, but Elvis was a big deal. He wasn't just a musician. He was a movie star. He, no, he was he was huge in, yeah. in any country. Like that like it didn't matter. He was a cultural icon, everything, the king. Yeah, he he is there there are various eras of Elvis where Everything about him is iconic, whether it's the 70s white jumpsuit, whether it's the comeback black leather, whether it's, you know, the, the classic uh, Ed Sullivan, just the, the big slick bag hair. It, it, it was a very, he, he is a, a huge piece of American culture, and he got to meet the president. You don't just let someone talk to the president. That's ridiculous. It needs to be something, a cultural milestone. Well, Kim Kardashian talked to the president as well. I, I, that's also something that shouldn't have happened. I, I would I would agree uh, that if you're going in that direction, yes. Kim you remember the you remember the movie Hot Tub Time Machine and the scene where. Uh, the violators at the pool table. It's like, let's take advantage of uh, the future and stuff. He's like, let's, let's, let's like Invent combine t- Twitter and Twitter and Viagra. And he's like, let's, 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 uh, let's prevent Miley Cyrus. It's like, what do you mean? Just, just, just prevent her, dude. It's like he was on to something. <laughs> didn't he say, let's invent Justin Bieber in that same scene? Possibly. I know he wanted to prevent Miley Cyrus. I don't, I don't and, maybe and, this, and like maybe you said and like you said last show like you would go to a 1987 Poison concert and that's like what they did I think it was like 80 Oh yeah yeah you know like no, that was no, cool No that movie was oh, the late oh. 80s Was it late sure 80s movie, I think that movie was actually was it supposed 85 to be, I think it was or 84 Was it 87 Well see what I'm going to do is I'm going to use no. this handy dandy search engine I got right here I'm going to type in hot tub time I'm saying it's 81 you're saying I know you're wrong Turn because Poison was there. The radio. That's the opening uh, credits or autograph. Yeah, yeah. 1986. Awesome. You're. We're both wrong. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not letting you get away with that. Yeah, but it's, was... it's not 1981 <laughs> because Poison is playing nothing but a good time in it. That, that could be the giveaway. reason. Yes. The darn squirrel. All right, let's see. Nothing but a good time. Okay, well, it says 1988 single by Poison. So, yeah, I, I yes, I didn't. Yeah, on the Less Than Zero soundtrack. I, I I don't remember that song being in that movie. I don't know. I've only seen that movie once. Yeah, so it says 1986, but yeah, and that, that is something that actually really bothers me. When they have songs from the wrong era playing in a in a like a flashback movie. Yeah, I guess we just figured something out. Yeah, the, the filmmakers are hack frauds. I, yeah, I think we should write them a strongly worded le- letter that their film Hot Tub Time Machine is unrealistic because they had a poison song that was uh, two years before it came out. Oh, yeah, better uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself. You know. Okay, and, like... you, and you know what? And okay, let 
let's let's be fair. It's possible that Poison was playing the song. So Scissors recorded in 1987. It's possible that they had been playing the song in clubs. But I'm going to go ahead and say that Poison probably, like Poison is definitely like only got popular with the, with the, like the, the rise of hair metal. And that didn't happen until probably Theater of Pain from Motley Crue. Yeah. Hair metal was around, but it didn't really pick up till the late 80s. Hair metal was very popular for a very, very short period of time. Yeah, so Poison started in 83, and it looked like they got popular in 86. Um, so did did you know that Slash auditioned for Poison? I supposedly, didn't know that. Supposedly, Slash auditioned for Poison, and they wanted him to do something really embarrassing. And then he just said, I'm out of here. Like, he was supposed to, like, spin around and say, hi, mom. And he just said, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah, I can't see him doing something like that or conforming to something. I can't, uh, I can't see Slash no. doing something that would tarnish his reputation. Oh, wow. Okay, so it looks like Poison has the same lineup like since uh, 1985. They've That's had the a- same lineup for almost 40 years? Yeah. yeah so That's pretty it, wild. Yeah. Ricky Rocket, still their drummer, Bobby Dahl, the bassist, CC DeVille, lead guitar, Brett Michaels, singer, rhythm guitar. That's insane. You know, good on them. Yeah, that's actually a testament to them. I mean, wow, I don't think any other band, like, like I'm thinking of, like, Megadeth that's had, like, 500 members. Like, every, everyone's been in Megadeth. Yeah. Or, or even, like... Uh, yeah, Megadeth you know, has zero original members. Or Zero. zero. Yeah. Right. It's Dave. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and Metallica, you know, you know, for give them, give them credit. Their, their bass player died. I'm sure if Cliff Burton were alive, he'd you know, still I be think, in the band. I think, I think Metallica has to be the most overrated band. Maybe we could have a poll or something like that, have people weigh in on it. But I think, and I was thinking of like the most underrated band. And for me, off the top of my head, I have to think of Wasp. I think Wasp is the most underrated, with Metallica being my most overrated band. You know, I, don't know I, was, what you think. I was talking to um, one of our old um, uh, uh, Black Castle friends not too long ago, and I brought up Wasp, and he said, "You know what? I was listening to Wasp, and I hadn't ever really gave them the the attention that I think they deserved, and I, I really thought like this is a really masculine." tough band like these guys like this this is really like macho like this sounds strong like these guys don't sound like the rest of the la metal bands of that time and they like he kept like harping on specifically how masculine they sound and wasp does not they do not have that many bad records i think hell dorado is bad and it's 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 bad like later ACDC is bad where they're just trying to to do the same thing they always do but worse where like it sounds like wasp but the problem is they're trying to be edgy where it it's very clear that wasp is no longer an edgy band 
And that's why the, the, the album that came after it, the dying for the world was a little bit more somber and more serious because he realized, okay, I can't do this, this dumb crap anymore because nobody, nobody cares about edge anymore. Nothing is, well, it's, n- nothing well, is edgy. Well, it's funny that you say that because in the beginning of wasp, they were, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. They were like throwing the, the meat at people and doing the blood and stuff. And this tour, they just went on, um, I think it was like 40 year anniversary tour or whatever. I had seen a lot of like flack online for people saying like, he's not throwing the meat and doing all this stuff and they're doing backing tracks to, uh, to animal. I know. Yeah. He's like 66 years old. He's getting on the, his Elvis mic and you know, that mic stand or whatever and crushing it. And people are like, dude, just like be quiet. Like just be happy. Like Blackie hasn't toured in like 10 years in the U S like just, yeah, it's been 10 years. So people are like, yeah, it was like a thing um, about like, but people were all getting upset about it. And but he was doing a meet and greet for like an hour or two before. So and there, he there was never cool did stuff. that. He was famous. He for didn't do that. Not doing. Do, he was famous for not doing that. Like, oh he, no, they were asking him stuff like, "How how did you feel after like writing the Crimson Idol and blah blah blah?" And like he said like it was such a hard record to like produce and all the stuff it was well, so you know, tough you know and... that wasn't supposed to be a wasp record you know that oh i didn't know that but yeah, yeah that, he said that like was, that was supposed to be a blackie lawless record and the the record contract had wasp for one more record so they said you got to make it wasp interesting so that adds another level cuz he was like it took blood sweat tears to get through that record and he said like he was at you know, like the first like table signing of CDs. He might have been in like Canada or somewhere. And he's like, someone just came up to me just crying and said like, this album like changed my life. Like, thank you. And I'm like, dang, like that's, that's how I felt when I heard that record, you know, like music just, just like, so even though it's so hard, they push through and make an incredible record that lasts forever. Like that music has to last forever. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Wasp is like, Top ten uh, for me, like bands of all time. I, I do. Wasp, Wasp really never got the credit that they deserve. That's kind of why I put them at the underrated. Yeah, like Mo- Motley Crue is to Metallica. What or uh, Wasp? No, you're right. Wasp is is to Motley Crue what the rest of the thrash scene was to Metallica, where Motley Crue basically took all their ideas from Blackie Lawless and, and they got popular with like early shock imagery and, and being really edgy and having that raunchy LA sound that all came from Wasp. Like, you know, um, Nikki six was in a band with Blackie Lawless. They're called London. Where was this in LA? Or... Yeah, this was, this was That's, before. What Mon- year was this? 81. 81- 81 it was before wasp and motley crew they were in a band together that's like the two bands of the you know of that genre of that era yes that's that's crazy yes yeah so what happened they just they just ended up creating wasp and went on to do motley crew well yeah i mean nick but wasp is so much better nicky six is like oh god i can't do that uh i'll do this other stuff yeah, they they had a, a bunch of, uh, they just didn't get along, and then so the their their band, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll check this right now. Okay, Wasp, London, Nikki Six. All right, let's see. 
Okay, blah, blah, blah. How was Fretman Nikki Six recalls getting fired from band by Blackie Lawless. Uh, right, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blackie fired him. That's that's freaking cool. Yeah, of course he did. Right? What, you, you think it'd be the other way around? Nikki Six can't even read. But he can tap that vein, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Well, didn't didn't the guy from um, L.A. Guns say that he made that all up? Like, he, he was, he, I, I want to say the guy from, Phil, I think it was Phil Lewis from L.A. Guns said that, that Nikki Six made up his, his heroin problem. He oh, said and that, like, that, just to he, get he notoriety. He doing, yeah, he said he was doing coke and, and drinking alcohol. But he said, like, the one thing about heroin addicts is they don't talk about it the way that Nikki Six does. And and there was something where Nikki Six said that he wrote, um, he wrote his book while he was on heroin. There, there's a lot of things that are I, I want to like say stuff this, that couldn't possibly be true because he or stuff that. that seems questionable. Where it's like, I guess it's possible it could be true, but. Seems unlikely. But yeah, I, I I thought it was called London. I don't know. Um, I can't. I don't see the name here, but it, it just says here. Uh, do 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 short order. But but I'm I'm not looking too hard. But yeah, they were in a band together, and I know that uh, Motley Crue got their idea for. I think it's their first video, or it's one of them where they have like someone has the like um what's his name what's the singer from molly crew vince neal he has like a, a sword that's on fire and they have like boots that are on fire that all oh, yeah. came from that all came from uh blackie lawless because i want to say blackie lawless was a special effects technician or something like that and something that would like make that. a lot of sense having a saw attached to your crotch and stuff well yeah but i mean that was, didn't need a little uh expertise Oh, it was functional. Oh, 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 oh! Don't ask, don't ask him how he knows. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's, there's a solid amount of L.A. metal bands that, um, that they, they kind of were adjacent to the hair metal because I, I, there is some hair metal that I, I hold in pretty deep regard, but most of it is just terrible. Like Slaughter sucks. Winger is really bad. Bullet Boys, there, there, there's just there's so much. I, Poison does suck. Poison's Poison's bad. They have some. Do you like that are, okay. Do you like Warrant though? Cherry uh, Pie. Warrant sucks. <laughs> Warrant's really bad. Um, there, there's a. Uh, what well, has nine arms and sucks? Def Leppard. No, Def Leppard's good. I know. I like the joke, though. But yeah, it's I do, a good joke. I do I know, like it, it's no, a it's great a, joke. It's a good joke. But I like that joke. But, but it, yeah, yeah. It's a, no, Def, Def, but Def Leppard's also not a hair metal band. They had bigger hair because you know it was the '80s. But you know they weren't putting on makeup and scarves and dumb crap. You know what band is actually like a decent hair metal band? It's kind of funny. Is Vixen? <laughs> Vixen. <laughs> yeah, the ones that just look like women instead of guys looking like women. But the. Because Dawkins started to go that direction. Right. And Dawkins was better and, when they didn't, even though I, I do like Dawkins. Um, uh, uh, Icon. You know, if, if you haven't heard the record Night of the Crime, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend that to everybody. Like, the, 
the the almost hair metal metal is really solid. Yes, Dokken, Armored Saint, Wasp. Like, these were all like quality bands, and there was some pretty good metal at that time. And I, I gosh, I almost want to say that hair metal. I think most metal was used to um, to subvert. I think that's that was the problem with like why metal is not around anymore. It's it's because the 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 damage is done. Like they they did everything they needed to. They normalized um, all the degeneracy, and they they got people to just think you know, satanic imagery is cool. And they got and then now you got Sam Smith doing you know who knows what on his like I love satan tour it's some some madness but at the end of the day the 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 glam rockers they a lot of them made bad songs but they were they were really masculine tough guys they would they would start fights they they and they would finish them too this it's 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 a it's a the polar opposite from like scene and emo and and metalcore and all that crap and that's that is bad music that is objectively bad there is there is no creativity it all sounds the same they tune down so low so you can't hear anything nothing about it is interesting and the guys look like such pansies it's so pathetic and you could say like well the the hair metal guys they look like women sure you know i i don't i wouldn't look like that ever i i mean they made a lot of money so i don't know maybe if you gave me like a million dollars a month i i would i would play that kind of music and dress like them but it would take a whole lot of money because they're still making good music and they were getting with all the hot girls like oh my goodness because it was appealing to women too. that was that was the the most important aspect of that because metal is it's it's hard to get women to like metal it's just not appealing to women especially when you get to like thrash death black metal you know some thrash they can do but for the most part it needs to be catchy it needs to be nicer there's a reason that women like your country music is that's their go-to thing and and not like oh what's your favorite band uh Caitlin, like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, of uh, Mortician, you know, I really like a melodic death metal. That that is, that's my go to. That it doesn't happen, and if it does happen, there's something wrong with that girl. I I wish there was a resurgence in just in hair metal. I wish. Do you know Do you know about the, uh, Vinnie Vincent? Benny Vincent. Why does that sound so familiar? He was a guitar player in Kiss in the eighties. Yeah. He, he uh, was, what about him? Uh, he had a band called the Vinnie Vincent Invasion. He was a, he was a good musician, very good musician, but he is a crazy person. Look him up now, and uh, you know, you you will be a little surprised. But they didn't want to deal with him. He because he's you know he's cuckoo. And so the band left, and that band is just it was Slaughter. I don't know if Slaughter 
uh, is still around today. I'd, I'd be shocked if they were. I feel like most of those guys just have, you know, regular jobs. Even though a lot of these bands, they're 60-year-olds, and they're, they're still touring, uh, doing tiny clubs for, you know, $8 a ticket, you know, out, out there in a, somewhere in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, you can go see Slaughter Sheboygan. opening up for... Uh, uh, I, I think it says that it, it's a Vinnie Vincent uh, invasion, Vinnie Vincent, 84 to 88, and then 2023 to present. So uh, yeah, at, he recruited look, bassist Danis Drum. Yeah, look uh, at the members in, in, you know, in until 1988. Look at who those members are. And, you know, it's just the band Slaughter. Yeah, Mark Slaughter. It's <laughs> a great last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if that was actually his last name, it'd be funny. Just I am Mark, Mister Slaughter. Ah, no, just call me Mark. Mister Slaughter's my father. That would be funny, but no, that's a made-up fake. Name. No, I, I love gonna, a, a resurgence. Slaughter opening up for a uh, uh, Europe. Do 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 do. Do, 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 do. The final countdown. Yeah. They had another song that was uh, like another hit. Like Probably a- the final countdown part two. That was it. You're right. That, the final countdown part two. Who could forget? Well, I think we can just, you know, start winding this down. So is there anything, uh, Anything you'd like to, to say? And I think we covered some stuff. You know, keep it brief. We'll, we'll, we'll do a little better next time. Next time will be better. Yes. Be longer, too. Yeah, something um, that we haven't mentioned yet is kind of how they tried to incorporate metal and even rap together. For instance, like Anthrax and I, Public I, Enemy. I so think they, I, I think, think that'd they, be an interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you yeah, put a pin in that. I I have some thoughts on that. I have some pretty good ones. Yeah. We'll we'll do that. I think. And and I like John Bush as the singer of Anthrax more than you know um, Joey every, Belladonna every or anyone else. Anthrax is that? Oh, uh, you remember that singer we had to see? It wasn't. Yes, uh, I do. Uh, it was terrible. They played the sound of white noise though a little bit. He played, so, played two songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. But he was terrible. It was awful. Terrible. Terrible. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. So uh, you want to you wanna say anything to the nice people? Well, thank you again for enjoying and listening to the Metal Podcast. I'm your host, DJ, and as always, we're here with AC, and be safe out there, and enjoy your life until the next episode of the Metal Podcast.